And now, live on FXBGPublicRadio.com is the new iTunes app. This is Below the Deck. Below the Deck. With Nick. On FXBG Public Radio. FXBG Public Radio. FXBG Public Radio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of Below the Deck on FXBGPublicRadio.com. I'm Nick, as always, your host. Tonight we got special guest on the phone with us all the way from North Carolina. The 2019 Queen City Award winner for Best Male Gospel Artist of the Year, Minister T. Breeze. How you doing, T? Or Mr. Breeze, sorry. Good, good. How's everybody doing? I'm feeling great. Yeah, we're doing great. We're out here in, um, up here in Virginia. Our fans are um, followers of Connected, obviously. I'm the Virginia representative Connected. That's Connected with the K. Make sure you guys check out the Queen City Awards. Make sure you guys uh, stay voting for that. Uh, that's something um, pretty cool to win. But um, so Minister T. Breeze, uh, for people up here in Virginia where we're at that um, are unfamiliar, obviously you're a gospel artist, um, can you give people just a rundown about who Minister T. Breeze is? Okay, well, basically what we do here is I try my very best uh, to bring the gospel in a very relatable way. Uh, a lot of times when people hear gospel, you know, a lot of times you can kind of be a little skeptic of it. You can say, well, you know, you're going to either preach that I'm going to hell or you're going to, you know, point out all my faults and tell me that I've done everything wrong. But I just kind of want to let everybody know that, hey, you know, if you are a Christian, you're a person too. So we kind of battle the same thing that everybody else does. It just maybe a different approach as to what we do or how we respond to it. So, you know, I think at some point everybody has some sort of relationship with God or some sort of belief in God, but I just want to make it a little bit more relatable. And that's kind of what I try to do in my music. Right. Um, so um, how long have you been doing uh, the gospel music? Oh, wow. I've been probably professionally for probably the last 10 years. And what made you choose, um, was there something specific that made you choose to go to gospel instead of maybe going an R&B route or um, a rap route? Well, I did. I started out as, you know, rapping just, you know, about uh, what you call trap rap or about the streets or whatever the case may be. But, you know, I personally made a change in my life. And so when I made a change in my life, you know, the biggest thing we say as artists is you got to keep it real. So mm -hmm. it didn't fit for me to talk or rap about one lifestyle and live a different lifestyle. So when my lifestyle changed, I had to include that in my music because that was a representation of me. Right. So that's something. Did you um did you grow up, come up in the church? Did, is that a is that something like, you know, choir and things like that before or were you um was that something later on that you you came to to like I kind of did a little bit of both. So I grew up in church, raised in church. Uh, you know, grandma and mama was, you know, real hard on me about church. Uh, you know, get to that little teenage rebellion age. You know, you feel like you know everything. You can't nobody tell you nothing. So I, yeah. I went out and I had my way. But uh, eventually, you know, uh, you know, the Lord worked on me and I came on back home to the church. And that's when, you know, uh, you know, the lifestyle that I'm living now, I understand it more, a little bit better. And so I'm able to, you know, walk in it. Did you have a favorite song when you were uh, coming up, when you were younger in the church, that you're like, oh, that one, when it comes on, it made you want to sing it every time, too, where you kind of knew before you actually, you know, went full on into it? Did you uh, you ever have something, you know, that just kind of 
you know, always sticks in your head where you're like, I really, I really remember that song from church. Oh, wow, yeah. I really uh, grew up off old school gospel choir, like quartet music. That was kind of like what what was, you know, that was like grandma. That's all she listened to. So that's kind of what we had to listen to. Uh-huh. So, you know, when those style of songs come on, that old school gospel, it, it always takes me back. So that's kind of like where my heart is. So that's where I always go back to. So, you know, even though I don't do it, can't do it. But, you know, <laughs> when it comes <laughs> on, that's where I am. Right. Yeah, I, I can't think of any that that, that particularly. I I mean, I think most of them. I'm not a good singer, so the singing in church makes you feel better because it's like with everybody, so right, people right. can't tell. So it always sounds good anyway. So you're like, I'm killing it right now, but I'm not a I'm not a great singer, so I don't have that talent. So the church songs right, right. are always fun because in harmony, it always sounds good. But oh yeah, you know, just blend in with everybody. Oh yeah, you know, I'm I don't killing it. Just to be blend in. Yep, I'm killing it right now. I, I can't do a solo, but I got you in the background. Um, oh yeah. So that's that's always funny. Um, so last year, um, you won Queen City Award for um, was it Best Male Gospel Artist of the Year? Yes. Can you tell us about that? Um, shout out for people who don't know Queen City Awards. It's um, I mean, obviously we talk about it on the show every year. Um. And all year long, um, it's the award show based out of Charlotte, um, North Carolina. Um, it's run by Kevin Glover and Connected Magazine and um, the Connected Foundation. Um, I do believe is the name of it. Um, so, but it's a it's an award show that celebrates independent artists in a at a very high level. Um, so, what was that like winning that award? Did was that something you know very special to you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I just, you know, to be honest with you, I didn't think I was going to win. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, uh, it was my first uh, nomination and first win. Okay. So uh, definitely uh, been a fan of Queen City Awards for years. And uh, I just was like, you know, hey, I don't I don't really know how to get on. I don't really know who to talk to. You know, I don't know if I, if I qualify to be on the show. But, you know, this year I actually received a nomination. And so, you know, uh, you know, a lot of support came out of the Charlotte and surrounding areas. And so uh, my wife and I was like, well, we're going to go. We don't know what's going to happen, but just because, you know, I'm nominated, we're going to go. We're going to have a good time. We're going to get dressed up and nothing else. So we're going to take some pretty pictures and we'll yeah. go home. And so, <laughs> you know, we got there and just to surprise, you know, Sky Be the Glory, you know, actually won. Uh, the award so that was very very special for me uh being a fan of the queen city awards for so many years did you have to improv your speech i actually did because like i i kind of had a pre-speech but mm-hmm. by the time i got to the stage i forgot everything and everybody <laughs> so all i had was thank you jesus and shout out to everybody who voted and you know i love y'all and i'm out that's all i all had right. <laughs> Was not expecting to win. I would have wrote something down. Uh, did not. Right. You know, I kind of had an idea. Like, well, you know, think this person, think that person. If I win. You right. Know, I wasn't sure. And then from the walk from my seat to the stage, I forgot all of that. That's, <laughs> it does seem like a long walk. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, shout out to that. Um, hopefully... I think Queen City Awards um, will be this year. I I believe probably all over video, like everything else is. So it was. It's good that you got to go out there and experience it because it it's a very fun experience. Very professionally run show where it makes you actually feel you know award show. 
They got the Absolutely. red carpet, the photos, the media, you know, the whole award ceremony thing is, is very professionally done. So that's really cool to do something, you know, to, as an independent artist also to have something that's, you know, that actual well put together where you're like, man, this is, I really appreciate being able to go to something like that. Like you said, getting to dress up fancy and take some pictures. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, yo, this is a real show. This is like an actual award show. Like, I'm here. I'm at a award show. So it's a very, very great experience. So I'll never forget that ever. Oh, yeah. It's always fun. I I asked Kevin to let me sit in the front row the last time I went, and I was making I it was very weird to have to make eye contact with everybody who went on stage. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I shouldn't. I was like, I don't want to sit in the front anymore. I was like, I just give me like a middle seat somewhere where, like, everybody's kind of like nervous, so they like pick one person to like. And you're like, why am I sitting in the middle of the front row? <laughs> everybody's oh, yeah, making yeah. direct eye contact with me, and just like I'm like, oh man. Yeah. Like, focus on this guy, and then don't look left, don't look right, just right here. Yep, I'm trying not to make any facial expressions. <laughs> I was like, nope, don't sit in the front row at an award show. So I tell everybody that. It might seem like you want to, but do not, you know, everybody, direct eye contact with a dancer. It's not, it's never, you're like, oh, man, this is very awkward. I'm just kidding. Um, so with some projects that you got going on, do you have some new music um, that just came out, I think I heard? A new yeah, song? So uh, we just dropped a new project uh, in May of this year uh, called Say Less, and that is on every uh, major platform. Anything digitally, you can go download it. Uh, Say Less by MTB, Minister T. Breeze. Uh, also the project from last year that you know we won the Queen City Awards with Ten Toes Down is also still available. So, you know, be sure to check that out. Uh, follow me on all social media. You can get all the updates to all the new music and all the places I'll be performing. Now that, you know, they're starting to let, the, starting to let us loose a little bit with Corona. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get out and start seeing some new things. You're down in the Charlotte area, that's correct? Yes. Okay, so, yeah, that's. I was just making sure I did. I said that twice, and I forgot to even ask you if that's still where you were at. <laughs> So down in the Charlotte area, yeah, there's going to be some things coming out. Um, also with the um, minister T breeze, is there? Um, do you do sermons at a church? Yes, yeah, so I'm actually a senior pastor of Abundant Life Ministries in uh, Gastonia, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm actually pastoring and ministering every Sunday. Uh, at the same time, uh, which you know just gives a unique opportunity uh, being an artist to incorporate that and, you know, be able to speak to people, you know. So some people like preaching, some people like music. So it just gives me an opportunity to kind of have, you know, a different setting to work with or a different crowd to work with. Oh, I understand. Yeah, there's definitely it's more places to get your voice out to. And that's the whole thing about, especially when you're spreading a message, the more people you can get to hear whether, you know, either way through there. Um, but like you said something about that, which is being an artist too, how do you, um, do you feel... Do you have any advice for anybody who that's an artist that would like to also, you know, um, get into ministry where like, you know, how you balance both of those together? Is there any advice you'd give someone trying to balance? You know, I would like to get into speaking the word and, you know, as a, an artist also, though. I just kind of have to find a balance. Like for me, uh, my balance comes uh 
you know, the way my, my schedule is, uh, you know, the kids are usually doing school or something that keeps them busy. And then that gives me time to study or do music, you know, because when the kids are home, everything stops. So, <laughs> you know, you just got to find, you have to find that balance. So for me, uh, either I'm early morning or late at night. So either before everybody get up mm-hmm. or while everybody's asleep, that that's my best time. Uh, to do either or, you know, whether it be studying, uh, preparing a, a sermon or, or some sort of uh, Bible study lesson or to actually work on music. So, you know, for me, you know, that's that's just the perfect balance. You know, I prefer, you know, to, you know, have that time of un- being undistracted uh, because I know for a lot of people, you know, you try to do it during the day while there's a million things going on and it just doesn't work that way. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I that's when I do I feel like I do a lot of my creative work also. I usually wake up at like three thirty, four o'clock in the morning and I'm like everyone's sleeping. There's no no one's awake and it makes it gives me like a weird a weird calm so like you know what I mean? Everything's just calm and you can focus on what you're doing. Nobody's you know, there's not something that you're supposed to be doing at that exact time. The world's really not functioning, you know, super early or really late. You like everybody's kinda you know, the world kind of slows down. It gives you time to focus, and then, you know, it also, like you said, balance your day. So, okay, yeah, absolutely. that's great advice, I think, for artists. I do agree with it. Um, so, um, coming up, um, do you have an, any new projects that are, are about that you're working on right now that you can tell us about? Uh, right. Now, uh, I'm also an actor, so we're actually doing a few stage plays that we're kind of getting ready for. Oh, wow. uh, of course, with the you know the holiday season, Christmas is coming, uh, we have a, a unique spin uh, to the birth of Christ that we're actually going to be performing here in Gastonia. Uh, that's a play that's written and directed by Miss D. Beasley. So it's going to have a unique, more relatable, up-to-date kind of spin on it. Uh, about the birth of Christ, and so I'll be part of that uh, production that we are trying to get ready for. It'll be December the 19th, uh, I believe, will be the actual show date. Oh, wow. Do you guys have, like, a, um, I guess, like, a how, how has it been, I guess, dealing with having to do things i guess in an era of like everything is digital right now like being at having the meetings do you feel like that's different than has it really has you feel like it affects your your ability or are you guys like working it through you know what i mean where like some people are like oh we have to do cast meetings over you're doing rehearsal over the internet and then you're like when we get together right. does it make it do you feel like it's still like you know, you still get that connection or, you know, because, you know, when you're doing plays and over in roles over and over with somebody, you guys form sort of a, the characters form like a real connection and how they're supposed to be. Do you think you lose right. that over the, over the internet or you guys have been dealing with it or how, how have you guys been dealing with it? Are you, are you guys just meeting up and just staying six feet or? Uh, well, it kind of works kind of both ways. We would usually start it out, uh, the early stages was everything was online or, or you know Zoom meeting, some some sort of video chat, right. and it it can get kind of stagnant, you know, because like you know I'm just kind of reading it, I'm not moving around, not doing anything. Uh, so then when we do get into the later stages where we actually meet up, mm-hmm. uh, of course, you know, trying to stay safe, so we don't bring the whole cast. We kind of bring in uh, certain scenes. So uh, Monday will be 
this particular group that's working together. Of course, we're trying to keep our distances and wearing masks and things like that. But it just brings a different energy when you finally get to be, you know, like on the stage with the person. So it's like, right. okay, yeah, I've been saying these lines a thousand times and I know it, but now I get to actually put a little bit more physical you know, interaction in it. It kind of just brings a whole new energy. And it's like, okay, now, you know, this feels more like a play. Right. So, you know, it, it kind of got stagnant for a while with the, you know, just doing it over the phone and over video. But once you actually get closer to the, the date and we can actually see each other and interact with each other, then it just kind of starts that excitement all, all over again. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was just thinking it would be hard. I was like, it's definitely hard to, like, really give, like, you know, that same, that, you know, whenever people are do their, um, the acting scenes, they give certain emotion out. And I'm like, I think, I was like, I, I was wondering how the people that are doing stuff like that have been making that work because I feel like it would be very, you know, you're like kind of yelling at your computer, even if you're mad. You're like, yeah, you, you know, doing your angry line or the, oh, yeah, the yeah, sad yeah. lines where you're like, it would, you're like, it's not, it doesn't feel as, you know, to right. me, I was like, I've, it would be hard to like be as serious about it. Mm-hmm. But I do. Um, you guys are professionals. I'm not a professional. So I'm not a professional right. actor. So I don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you're sitting in your car rehearsing lines and you know, people are walking by and you're in the parking lot somewhere screaming, you know, or you're crying or you, you know, doing some. Sometimes when people walk by, are you okay? I'm like, yes, ma'am. I'm on the phone. It's not, <laughs> it's not serious. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Oh, wow. That would be pretty funny to see. I guess you have to. Sorry, I'm reading. Oh, that's nice. That's not on my notes. Sorry, I was looking at my notes. Um, so what? Um, can you tell people where they can find you out on social media? Yes, you can. Uh, just search Minister T Breeze uh, on Facebook, uh, Instagram, be Minister underscore T underscore Breeze. Uh, definitely, if you're looking me up on Spotify, Apple Music, all the digital platforms, uh, it'd be MTB Minister T Breeze. Oh, they made me break it down like that. I don't know why, but that's just MTB Minister T Breeze on all your major platforms. Uh, there are a few videos, music videos on YouTube as well. Uh, so definitely, you can go there and check it out and see uh, maybe even some of our live performances. That's oh, you got some live performance. When's the last time um, before before obviously the quarantine that you um, were able to do a live performance? Wow, uh, I believe it was in a community event we were having in the Charlotte area uh, for the census. We were doing like a, a community event, just letting anybody know about getting signed up for the census and uh, getting registered to vote and things like that. So it was a community event uh, outside. We got to really have a good time. Uh, since then. Uh, we actually did a, a virtual concert uh, on Facebook, uh, but that was really about it. And it's been just kind of, we just kind of been waiting to itching to get back out there. Well, that's what I was saying. Um, that's, I guess you covered part of that, because that's what I was going to say, how you guys been dealing with the, uh, with the transition. Because it is like, you have to come up with ideas and, you know what I mean? Everything right now is coming up with like ideas. Like I got to shoot videos. Do you feel like you're going more virtual now than, um, than before or thinking about more virtual ideas? Like you said, like the concert over, over the internet and then 
um, things. So do you have any ideas or tips that you'd give to other artists of things you've been coming up with just during quarantine that would help? Like, because there are no live shows are one of the best ways to connect with fans. Right. Um, well, you yeah. know, everything else is kind of like, you know, digital. So it's not, it's not as personal. Now it seems like it's more personal because you can actually zoom somebody or, you know what I mean? The people see you, right. you know who they are. Like specifically, oh. you can see them whenever you're doing like zoom shows and things like that. Um, but still being at home. Right. Well, I mean, you know, of course, uh, we had to do more digital uh, legwork than usual. Uh, so it kind of takes away from that, like you're saying, that, that very personal, intimate, you know, getting to meet people. Right. Uh, so that's always been my thing. I love being in the community. I love actually being out and meeting people. So with the virtual standpoint of it, we've, uh, I think people respond a little bit better to live uh, virtual, whether it be uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, because when you can respond to like live comments or even uh, how we do, we can you know, share the screen and bring somebody in to our live. You know, they'll be on the screen, you'll be on the screen. You know, things like that, people really appreciate because they're like, okay, well, I can actually, you're an actual person, I can actually, you know, still kind of sort of get a hope to you. You know, I can't be there physically, but at least you acknowledge me, you know through the social media outlet. And so that's been a, a, a great tool that we've been able to do. I think people respond better uh, to the live feed more than they would the more of a pre-recorded and then just kind of put it out there. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I can go anywhere and see that, but the live feed, people are more interactive. Right. Now, I think you brought up a good point, which that is actually funny, how being somebody responding to you on the Internet seems more personal to you than like even meeting them at a show where you're like, I might if I might come see your show, but not even talk to you. You know what I mean? Right. I just come in for the human connection. I want to see you. Oh, you're a real person. That's crazy. But I didn't come up and talk to you because. Either you know they're nervous or it's weird or you know what I mean. They're like, oh, I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to be that guy. And then you're like, oh yeah, right. Online people do that. have well, that connection. Where, yeah, over here, but I didn't get to actually speak to you, but I saw you and I didn't speak. So right. now I'm online and I can talk to you. Yeah, and you're like, okay, I put a comment out there. You responded. And you're like, that's the most. Oh, I feel like I know you. <laughs> That is that is crazy how we have come into that air, which is, I mean, it has been coming to it for a while. I've been saying that. I mean, I have a, a, a joke conspiracy theory where I've been telling people for years that computers are taking over. Ever since we started carrying cell phones around, I was like, you ever leave home without your computer in your pocket? No. Then I was like, nah, you won't. I was like, you don't want to be more than five feet away from your computer. I was like, this. I was like, they have been tricking us. <laughs> And I was like, now all you can do is is do shows online. Everyone's staying home using their computers. <laughs> I was like, they tricked us into it. But, I mean, it's a joke. But, uh, obviously, it's just a joke. <laughs> but it is funny because it is getting weird in that sense of, like, we are definitely uh, locked in on a, on a very digital age. But I feel like the quarantine is actually making people realize how much they actually did like to go out. Right. So I do think on the end, like once we get back to really in the swing of things, I think it is going to benefit independent artists um, and just probably bigger artists also because people are going to want to go out to see, you know, I'm tired of watching my computer. 
I want to go see the live show. So I think like right now, artists have to like kind of meddle with it and try to figure it out to stay relevant. But I think if you manage to keep your fans entertained during this period of time, they're gonna they can't wait to come see you now. Oh yeah, yeah. So it, it's definitely a time for especially independent artists to to build your fan base even more uh, because you you have the attention of the people with. Like say, on your platform, and... now they're on your turf because we've right. only been doing digital stuff. You didn't have the big media backing that they had to take down. You know, the big shows and all the things that were able to go on. Now all oh, the yeah. other big artists are acting like the, the little artists, putting out YouTube videos and Zoom meeting chats. And and you're like, oh, now, now it made the playing field level. Right. People have bigger followers, but... Entertainment, people are definitely watching, I think, more. They're consuming more entertainment at this point, and people get tired of seeing the, the, the normal thing. Oh, yeah, uh, especially when people go in and say, well, oh, this guy is, you know, hey, right around the corner from me, so you know, let me follow him, see what he's doing. And then, like I say, when we come back, you know, now I know where to go. I know who to look for. You know, these are people in my area. These are people that are close by, you know, or I've, I've heard this song before. I didn't know who the artist was, and I didn't even know they was in my area. So, you know, I'm building with artists that are around me versus, you know, I'm waiting on so-and-so to come to town. I got artists yeah. right here that I've never, you know, been able to really connect with or follow them. And now I see, now I know what's going on. So now, you know, the independent artist kind of has that, that advantage where they can build with the people right here. Yeah. It's a relatable also. That's a big thing. That's the advice I'd give to anybody that's listening to that. Be make sure you stay relatable because nobody wants to see you act like you're balling out during quarantine. Yeah, I'm stuck at home, you balling out, and that's you know it's unrelatable even to see like some of the people that people really follow all the time, some of the bigger artists that they follow. You're like you're in your mansion, not really seems like it's quarantine to me. I'm stuck in the apartment, can't go outside. You got a yard and stuff. Ain't nobody want to see you swimming in your pool. Right. Trying to ball on everybody. I can't even go to the pool all summer. I've been to the pool all summer. You're going to be just swimming in your own pool in your backyard, shooting Instagrams. Like, that's not – it's cool, but people start to get – you know, I've I've seen a lot of people, like, catching slack about it because it's so funny. But it is unrelatable because they, you know – right. People that are, you you start to realize how unrelatable some people, like, it just is where you're like, I really relate to that person's music. And you're like, we don't live the same life at all. <laughs> right. You know, so it's like, okay, now, you said one thing in your song, and you told me that we was, you know, you knew where I come from, and I understood you, but now. We struggling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're struggling because your chef can't show up? you like. <laughs> Like I can't even go to the daggone store right now. I gotta wait until six o'clock to go to the store when all the people aren't there. Right. <laughs> nice, but but yeah, it's it's funny because it does. It is. I think it's making the people a lot more relatable. And I think music does help. Um, you know, obviously, always with that is something that really does bring people together. So it is a great opportunity for a lot of independent artists. I think um, to utilize the the craft. You know that they have been doing, most of the stuff has been, you know, most independent artists only work on, you know, social media platforms. So you're like, yo, utilize those. Everybody else is using them right now, too. So it doesn't, you know, make sure you just promote yourself and keep working. And um, that's where where my advice would be at. Yeah, so, you know, who's going to support you 
better than you. So, I mean, you know, if, if you're not supporting, if you're not pushing it, you know, you really can't expect everybody else to get behind it. But, you know, I mean, as I tell people, I'll say, well, hey, even if they don't like it, even if they don't comment on it, they see it. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to let people see it, see you. People have to, you know, see something that, that grabs their memory, even if it's two weeks from now. And they say, well, you know what? I keep seeing this same post about this guy's music. Let me click it today and see what happens. You know, so people have to be reminded, you know, that you're still here, that you're still working. So you need to make sure that you you're pushing you. So you know, don't depend on nobody to support you if you're not gonna push. Yeah, just, yeah, and don't quit just because. Oh, there there are no live shows. There there are things that are going on that you know what I mean that are opening back up that you can find. So that's my big thing, too. Just don't quit because it's just excuse like, oh, well, everything's shut down. What am I supposed to do? And you're like, figure something entertaining out. That is what you do. You're entertainers. This is the time people need entertainment. This is your, this is a time for you to actually, like, people are watching their computers more now than anything. And you run out of videos at some point. You know, mm-hmm. people, you binge watch your whole show. It's over. People are, okay, well, now, you know. um, What's that movie? The Truman Show. Have you ever, Jim Carrey's in this movie called The Truman Show, where his life is, like, a, a filmed in a movie set, and he doesn't know about it? Yes. But they're, it's on 24 hours a day, and at the end of the movie, when he finally gets out, everybody's just like, hmm, yeah, like, so what do we look what? at now? Yeah, let's see what else is on. <laughs> So that's kind of that concept where you like once everybody looks at all that they're gonna hmm what what else is out there like oh well that was interesting right. but now there's I'm looking for something else so I definitely would say people definitely stay creating and definitely making just you know some oh, interesting yeah. content now is a there's a time that you can do all sorts of weird things because you know test out you know one of your crazy ideas it doesn't have to be conformed anymore things are different. Right. So, you know, whatever it was you've been thinking about for the last few months or the last few years, like, I should try this, but I don't know how people going to respond. Do it. The industry doesn't like it. The industry's not in control right now. They can't do anything for you because they're not. Live shows is the biggest thing they can do for you besides promotion. And the biggest thing that they promote is your live shows. That's where they make all your money from selling tickets. People don't make money off of selling records anymore. You pay Spotify $15 a, a month to stream any song you want. Mm-hmm. People aren't buying records. So records, you know, no matter how many records are getting played and that whole thing is irrelevant to the fact that you actually really make money off of doing live shows because that's where you sell T-shirts. That's where people right. come to see you and actually buy physical CDs if you if they still create those. You know, but that's the whole thing. <laughs> Merch sales and ticket sales. Selling out an arena with 10,000 people, you know, 50,000 people. Those tickets are expensive. Yeah, that's yeah. Where, And you're doing Everybody that four or five times a week. Yeah, that's where, that's where they make your money at. So <laughs> right now, the labels are have at a disadvantage because nobody cares about what's on the radio. No one's riding around listening to the radio. And yeah, so, you know, so those radios just kind of like there just to be there. <laughs> yeah, they put it on there so they can get charts. Oh, hey, it's on the charts, top 10 charts, you know, whatever. This song is, well, that's so they can make up a way to judge what they're doing. 
It has nothing to do with like the artists because there's a lot of artists who sell a lot of tickets to their shows that are that never make those lists. Absolutely, and they, they know, took that kid off of the one. Encouragement for the independent artists, like you know, you don't have to be what we consider mainstream. You know, if if the people are interested, they'll come see you. They'll they'll spend the money to come see you. That's how I, yeah, most of the people that are mainstream that aren't that are the biggest artists I think that you see very popular artists are not considered mainstream. Like I don't there's a group um Tyler the Creator. These fools had a TV show. They sell they do whole festivals by themselves and it's just like 10 kids. They're not kids anymore, but it was just like 10 kids who just like are all just a music group and they do like whole, they do like a carnival and they sell the most at that, at that thing. They're very big on other TV shows, got like spin, you know, TV shows and, and things like that. And people don't know any of their songs. You know, other than their fan bases, the people who know their songs, but it's not a mainstream style of music. Right. So it's just, it's a weird thing that they do, but people are really into it. And it's like, wow, you know, you never know. That's what I always say as running the production company. I don't tell people how to make their music. I just, I tell you how to, you know, I mean, as a producer, I get involved with the beat. You know, I made the beat, and this is the tempo that I was thinking. But you can you you create it however you want to create it, because who am I to say it's not like a, it's not a talent show? Like right. it's not for me to judge. Who's it for me to judge whether this is good or not? Because like there are things that are sell millions of records that if you'd have brought to me, I'd have been like, yeah, I don't really want to work on that. I don't like it. And then you're like, holy shit! Oh, sorry. Um, but you're like, oh man, this sold, this actually sold a million records. You're like, wow. So it doesn't matter what I like. It matters what other people like. So you got to be open-minded, I think, working in music. And also you got to be willing to do something different because people don't realize that if you make a song where you say, my song sounds like Lil Wayne's song. Now you just made yourself in competition with Lil Wayne. Uh-huh. Because you sound like Little Wayne, he's already doing the Little Wayne sound. So now, like, what makes you think that you're gonna out Little Wayne, Little Wayne? Yeah, absolutely. You got to make yeah. yourself different. You know, do your thing. Be comfortable doing your thing. You don't want to sound like somebody else, or I'm doing the same thing as somebody else. Because if you're doing the same thing as somebody else, that means they're your competition now. And other people have a head start on you. If you create something new, you're in your own lane. The possibilities are up to you, where you take it where you want to go, and you made it. So anybody else coming along is following you. <laughs> and in most cases, you know, like you say, when when that new sound comes, you know, this, that, that particular artist is fan-based. They know it. Everybody else don't know it. But then you give it a couple of months, now everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. People will try it. They people complain about mumble rapping all the time, and every artist that you that is even mainstream or big has done it at one point just to show that they can do it. Is this what you're buying? I can do that, right? And you're like, somebody made that up with that coming up with that thing, and these are like lyricists do it. You know, like shout out J Cole, he's done it too. He did the one like, if this was what is this what you guys are listening to? 
I'll do one. Yeah. You guys don't want to buy my record, the conscious stuff that I made. You don't, that's not music. This is You're like, I can do that too. But I think that's, you know, some artists I think do it because of that where you're like, Oh, this is, this is better than traditional. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some artists that are traditional, just, you know, lyricist. I do believe. So I think that comes um, a long way. But also, to each their own. That's what I say. Like, I, who am I to judge? Right. I can't, you know, I don't get to pick. And I don't think that the music industry should be able to get to pick. Because that's why even back whenever I worked with uh, J. Cole when I had Def Jam, like, we made a record. Or so then they were, they were saying that it wasn't going to sell. And it sold. He put it out himself. He paid his own money to put it out himself, and it's sold. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, there you go. Like, what do you? Why do you get to pick? If this is you get to pick based off of what that this is going to sell or not? You like to, uh, school or something? Like, you have no idea. Yeah. You know, it's popular sound. So I guess you know when there's a popular sound, everything should kind of lean toward that sound. So if you bring something different to the table, uh, it's like, ah, well, you know, well, we, we don't think that'll, that'll go. We don't think people are like that, but at, you know, every style or every, every idea that we bring to the table, there's a fan base for everything. Yeah. I think, I think, um, I mean, I don't think hip hop's ever going to go out of style, which is a thing. Like, I think some of it's changing poppy, but I think that there's just a lot of like the original styles of like traditional bar for bar rappers or conscious rappers was what they like to call them, for lack of a better term, I guess. Where I don't think that that's ever going to go out of style. Where people really like to see the word play and then also like the the metaphors and the real, like, you know, the transitions and the real actual like, oh, he's telling jokes, but it rhymes. He, or he's telling me a story and the whole thing rhymes. You're like, how you tell somebody a story and the whole thing rhymes? You're like, I don't know. It's pretty crazy here, but it made sense. <laughs> so I think that yeah, that's always going to be around. Yeah, it's always going to be room for, for, you know, the actual uh, lyricists that, you know, have a stage. You know, mm-hmm. because even, you know, we have mumble rap, you get tired of that at some point. You're going to get tired of twerking at some point. You're going to get tired of, of the pop rap mm-hmm. mixture at some point. At some point, you know, we always come back to the way it originally started. Yeah, I do agree. That comes back around. Well, Mr. T-Breeze, I think we are towards the end of our time here. Do you have anything that you want to shout out? Uh, or we'll definitely want you to let people know where they can find you. Yes. yes uh, so one more time can, on your social media, just give a shout out to where they can find you at. Yes, yes. So you can definitely find me on all major platforms, streaming music, MTB, Minister T. Breeze. Uh, definitely look me up on Facebook, Minister T. Breeze, Instagram, Minister underscore T underscore Breeze. Uh, you can even find me on TikTok, on Minister T. Breeze. You know, uh, all social media platforms out there. Uh, Say Less Project is out right now. Ten Toes Down Project is out right now. And definitely be on the lookout. Uh, we're going to do it again for the Queen City Awards. We're going to try to make it two years in a row for Gospel Artists of the Year. Oof. We hear you. Make sure y'all check out Different Authors on the YouTube. I think that might be the last one that I that I saw. Right? What's that? Different on the YouTube. Yes. Yeah, 
Yes. Different, I think, was the last one that I saw you, uh, yeah, on YouTube. You guys can check out the the video there on YouTube. Yes, featuring Chosen, Chosen. Made for Christ. So shout out Chosen down in ATL, all my ATL family out there. Man, so that's good, man. Thank you so much for being on the show, um, mister. We shall get back up with you, man. man. We're going to definitely check back with you um, in December. We're going to see how that goes, and we'll make sure that we keep up with your new music. Anytime you want to come back up here, just let us know, fam. Always, always. Thank y'all so much for having me. Yes, thanks so much for being on the show. All right, Minister T. Breeze, ladies and gentlemen, this is Below the Deck. I'm Nick, as always. It's time for us to get up out of here. So I will see you next week, Tuesday, 7.30, every week. You know how we do it. Peace.